up, motherfuckers? What's up, everybody? Ty and Eric, fresh off of the Barbie movie, here to <laughs> talk to you today about Subway sandwiches. Is that correct, Eric? That's right. Let's go, Barbie. Let's go, party. What is up? How are you doing today? I'm doing so good. We're going into a long weekend up here in the Great White North, and I'm very excited to go camping. I'm going to drink a two no three liter bag of hay y'all you know the three liter hay y'all bags <laughs> dude that's like the ultimate camping like bring mm-hmm. you know just bring like a bag of something whether it's a bag of boxed wine you know what i mean mm-hmm. or a bag of hay y'all or a bag of milk up to you dude slapping the bag of milk and like taking a shot when you enter the campsite of just like some sweet two and a half percent dairy just curdling mm-hmm. in the hot summer sun yeah, that's, I don't that's know about mindset. You, but I hang the bag of milk above the doorway, just like a mistletoe. And then when it's time, I just pop a hole in there and I sit with my mouth open. Gluck, 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 gluck. It's real good, bro. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> and do you ever say to your boo, like, what if, what if we kissed under the milkletoe? <laughs> what if we kissed under this uh, gallon of homo milk no homo no homo yeah what an insane shower scene that you've uh created in my mind with that um Mm -hmm. no it won't be unlike what i'm hoping to do with this bag of hard iced tea i'm gonna hang three liters on a tree and i'm gonna slap it and i'm gonna squirt it in my mouth like the udder (laughs) of a cow Mm -hmm. does it come with a little spout or is it like once you cut it open it's you have to finish it It, what a time to be alive it comes with a spout isn't that incredible <laughs> amazing i can't believe ah. that like subway drinks like you still you get the cup the lid and the straw and then it's three discrete pieces they're supporting three different industries is like being maintained by using that formula when that could all just be one thing at this point i just bought a three liter bag of milk or sorry, iced tea with like <laughs> basically with the drinking apparatus built in, I can just guzzle it down through the, the spout. So what's going mm-hmm. on here? Why, why is it all so many mo- different parts? Dude, I have no clue. Um, but I'm just realizing like the thing I hate most about recycling is when like on the packaging, they, they give you instructions for like how to break down this like piece of plastic Mm. and like how to like sort it and like a lot of times they have like a plastic bottle with like a label that's like attached to it and then it's like telling you to take off the label when you recycle it i'm like there's i'm barely wanting to recycle this as is you think i'm gonna like take the time to like find scissors and like cut this label off like are you kidding me yeah, dude, the instructions are getting crazier and crazier every year. It's like not only you have to take off the label, you have to like melt down the bottle yourself on the kitchen stove. <laughs> you got to like mm-hmm. chew on the lid for a little bit before throwing it in the blue bin. That's right. Uh, the paper cup goes in this bin and then the plastic lid goes over here. And mm-hmm. then the paper straw is actually compostable. So that goes in this green bin. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need a PhD to fucking recycle. Dude, the, right? only, the only green bin I care about is that tasty tasty shredded lettuce (laughs) that's the only green bin that i care about you're right wow um well ty we were reaching into a different bin on tuesday and Mm. that was the popcorn bin that's right (laughs) we were we were elbows deep in the large popcorn was that a large popcorn you bought me or a medium i got you a large baby and i even said extra butter (laughs) this is for my (laughs) co-host 
<laughs> Damn. I spare so no Ty expense. And I, uh, Ty and I pull up to the movie like right on the dot, like 10 minutes, 10 minutes after it started, which is right on the dot. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, I'm going straight in. You mm-hmm. get the popcorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't Dwight expecting you to buy me any. Um, but I sent you a screenshot of the ticket and I just like waltzed in. I caught the beginning, which was nice. You caught the uh, um, the giant Barbie per, like yes. walking through the desert. Okay, good. Yeah, it was a musical sequence um, of like mm-hmm. all kinds of Barbie. I guess a montage of things to come. <laughs> yeah, it was very Cu- Kubrick-esque. Uh, yeah, that's right. But we were true to our award with the last podcast. On the last episode, we said, your boys are going to the Barbie movie together. We immediately went to John B's pub, slammed some beers, and then rolled up to the Barbie movie with extra beers mm-hmm. in our pocket. Eric mm-hmm. insisted it was a very, on uh... packing a Peroni in, in his pocky. <laughs> Have you finished that Peroni yet? Because you, you pussied out during the movie and you brought it home with you. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? Where Did you finish your beer already? It's like, no, dude, it's right here. Ta-da. Dude, I'm saving it. I'm saving it for a special occasion. I was thinking of cracking it during this podcast, actually. That's still in the oh. cards. I guess I could. Yeah, we're only five and a half minutes in. I would recommend you get that going. Ooh, okay, I'm going to do that. Uh, I got to say, Eric, this entire experience for me was a little embarrassing. From the minute we were talking to the bartender to rolling up to the theater to sit side by side front row eating popcorn. So I think oh, yeah. I was a little off during the movie. I was worried that all my actions were sus and therefore I tried to avoid some mm-hmm. actions like cracking the beer. I mean, you're totally right about that. Um, there's nothing more alarming than two grown podcasting males um, who are very wealthy sitting together front row of the Barbie movie on the half price Tuesday. And it's uh, to boot tie. It's a, uh, national girlfriend day <laughs> oh that was a miss on our part you and i going out on national girlfriend day to see a movie together uh, <laughs> boo, boo was, like was the, not happy uh, that was real funny i had to tell boo when i got home i was like guess what day it is today uh it's your day <laughs> um and i just spent the last four or five hours with my co-host um just doing straight male activities you know straight male activities yeah <laughs> Uh, we didn't wear pink to the Barbie movie. I think that we dodged a bullet there. Everyone else, you could completely ID which film they saw. As far as anyone knows, we saw Oppenheimer. In fact, that's we were the dressed like I'm we saw with. Oppenheimer. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we were dressed like you had like a vintage hat on with those like distressed. We were both wearing like pretty much all black. Mm-hmm. Only thing that would have sold it even further was like a fedora. <laughs> mm, yeah, I forgot my fedora at home. Mm-hmm. Dude. Damn. Okay, so let's get into this film. I think this is we're hard pivoting. This is a, entirely a Barbie episode. Let's talk about this movie, this cultural epidemic that is the Barbie mm-hmm. movie. That's right. This is no longer Think Fresh. This is Think Pink. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to say, Ty, I went into it kind of... I was feeling pretty bigoted that day. <laughs> mm, as you are was- always do. <laughs> I was feeling very uh, misogynistic, but you know what? I went in open-minded and I got to say, Ty, it was really funny. And then like towards the end, I realized like I only laughed at Ken's jokes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like all the funny like parts to me were like the parts that are like ironically like overly male or like overly masculine. Oh, 100%. Those like those always caught me off guard because it like hit the nail on the head every single time. Um 
I won't spoil all the jokes, but like just Ken oh. is North Star for a lot of young males. Let's, let's just say that. Okay. I think for the listeners and for the sake of the quality of this episode, we should just issue a we're gonna deliver spoilers from here forward alert. Do you have a, a sound we can play for that? Spoilers incoming. Anything in the soundboard? I have no sounds. Nothing? <laughs> oh, no, man. nothing. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know, Ty. How are we gonna get how are we gonna re-engage our people because we're about to just destroy our retention. <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like if you haven't seen the movie by now, you're not going to watch it. <laughs> I guess not. Um, we just barely hit the deadline. Mm-hmm. But okay, la- yeah, let's just get into it. This like, is the I'm, spoiler section of the episode. I'm the busiest person I know, and I just saw it. So that, in theory, everybody else should have already seen it then. I'm a laggard. Which means this entire episode is irrelevant. So (laughs) you've seen it twice. So I don't believe you when you say you're the busiest person that you know. You don't know a lot of people then. (laughs) Damn, you called me out. I either don't know anybody or I'm not that busy. Or I'm a liar. (laughs) Or all three. Oh, shit. Well, if you were all three, then you wouldn't be a liar. Or would you be? Oh, wow. Just a double liar, actually. Yeah. That's some good uh, double think that's happening there. Big, big pink think. Yeah. Um. Okay, Ty, there was one moment where the Ryan Gosling character, Ken, walked up to, it was after they had transitioned into the real world, and they had talked to this, like, suit, I guess, who's just, like, standing on the street. He's like, mm-hmm. I'll take one high-paying, high-influence job, please. <laughs> and it was just like, damn, I needed to, I need to, like, channel more of that energy in my life. Like, mm-hmm. just be honest with recruiters, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I realized after watching that movie, my biggest takeaway is, oh, I'm not taking full advantage of the patriarchy, which is like probably not what they the like Greta wanted me to think. But here I am, Mm -hmm. a young white male, a career and a life in front of him and barely participating in the patriarchy. (laughs) I know, dude, you're you're barely giving me a participation medal for being a white male. And we have to change that. Um, I think this podcast is probably on the right track however we need to do more things like uh, push-ups and Mm -hmm. like riding horses Mm -hmm. like this whole like horse narrative actually caught me by surprise but it it just makes perfect sense dude it made so much sense i always used to always be like teasing the horse girl you know the horse girl there's always one Mm -hmm. right and then i realized Mm -hmm. there's no horse boys and it's because (laughs) the horse boy has been eradicated from popular culture but we need to bring them back because that is a mm-hmm. certain type of aspirational male that we're not really channeling. Like cowboy right. and like the like cowboy and horse boy are different boys. You think so? I was leaning into the fact that they're probably the same person mm. and that John Wayne needs to be brought back to modern day culture. I disagree. I don't think they're the same person because I, I know a lot of like small town hicks that are like fall into cowboy category. And they may have relations to horses, but they're more like into their like tractors (laughs) and their trucks and their other large farming equipment. Damn, did you pick up that train? That's a big train. That was an insane train. Holy shit. Um, But Ty, this is where I think we are going to depart ways because I think being a cowboy doesn't have to be taken literally, Ty. There is the... You have to be, you have to just embody the spirit of a cowboy. And (laughs) that means you will be inherently a good, strong man. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to literally wear 
Saint Laurent boots, skinny jeans, and like hop on a horseback. You don't mm. have to do any of those things. Like today's modern chariot is like a Mercedes Benz. You know I was going to say a Mustang. <laughs> or a Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you need like a V8 uh, gas guzzling vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. You don't need to actually know how to use a lasso. Yeah, that's true. The new lasso is the, <laughs> is, is the lasso tool. Exactly. <laughs> that you're, you're drawing around your like Raya radius. <laughs> Bingo. I'm only able to use the lasso tool in Photoshop, not in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, Ty, I'm able to wrangle farm animals with that. Is that a, a metaphor for women or money or something? <laughs> Goods? Chicks. Chicks. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I just gave my overall thoughts on the movie. What, what about you, Ty? You've seen it twice now. Did you pick up on anything nuanced in the background that you may have missed? Um, were you keeping an eye on Alan while you're watching this time? Dude, I'm a big fan of Alan for, I see a lot of myself <laughs> in Alan, unfortunately, <laughs> but I also, I feel like he's doing stealth wealth so well, like stealth wealth, Alan, like you could tell that like some of those tops are like some like uh they're pretty out there but they're kind of like giving like calm de garçon a little bit in some cases <laughs> or like some like vin- vintage like uh is is miyaki a little bit you know like the, <laughs> there's there's like an energy that's a little bit colorful a little bit like preppy in there and i think it's really mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. totally he's giving private school vibes for sure mm, some ralph lauren um, in there yeah, absolutely. I guess in general, the styling of the whole movie was very nice. I liked um, Margot Robbie's fits. She was always like, you know, absolutely gift wrapped in mm-hmm. some kind of vintage Chanel at most times. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ken also, once he ditched the fucking gay little Hawaiian shirts, he was starting to dress well also. Oh, dude. You mean as soon as he was just, ha- all he was wearing was an eight pack and like... <laughs> like Sylvester Stallone's mink jacket. <laughs> exactly, Ty. That's the only acceptable outfit for a male. Mm-hmm. An eight pack and then like one more thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I go back and forth. It really depends on how like well-toned your body is because if your body isn't Ryan Gosling's, you should probably be fully cloaked leaving the house as a man. Well, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly my point, Ty. Like you need to focus on your body first when you are a male. Like there's no, like, there's no reason for you to be like over 10% body fat at any given point. That's once you, once point. you're over 10, you're no longer a hunter or gatherer. You're just the guy that sits at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a stay at home dad. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that Eric is why I did 150 pushups yesterday for that reason. <laughs> what, what is the Rick Owens quote about having a nice body? <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Um, I think he said like the best um outfit is like a hot bod or something (laughs) it's like it'll always be like um just being fit or something i don't even know what the exact quote is yeah if you want to look stylish just be fit you know Mm -hmm. be looking that up right now you'll never go out of style uh while you're looking that up i will oh yeah here we go hit me work he said working out is modern culture modern couture no outfit is going to make you look or feel as good as having a fit body. Buy less clothing and go to the gym instead. Brilliant. Dude, Dude this we got to is... add this to our uh, quotes uh, board. Yeah, our mood board. <laughs> exactly. 
makes so much sense. It's crazy that Subway sells a narrative that you can be healthy in the same breath as you should eat 12 inches of sandwich. <laughs> you know, isn't that kind of messed up? It is messed up. Not once does Fogel advocate for hitting the treadmill or doing a push-up. No. You know I mean, like, he's, just he's eat your simply... way out of it. Yeah, exactly. That's a red flag, Ty. There's a cost to everything. And <laughs> there's no way that, like, eating will get you out of a sticky situation or, or a fat situation, you know? They're really creating their, like, this incredible hypocrisy, a new reality of sorts where they're like, don't listen to your better judgment or your <laughs> eyes and ears or whatever, whatever they said in 1984. And they're just like, <laughs> eating this will make you healthy and fit. Eat your way to health and fitness. That's so mm -hmm. wild. The more I think about that propaganda that Subway perpetuates, it just... I, I, I'm like the Barbies when they uh, are broken out of their hypnosis. I feel like I've been <laughs> set free from Subway. Mm -hmm. You've been enlightened. Mm -hmm. um, man, there's um, we have yet to discover as a society what the harmful long-term side effects are of eating Subway. <laughs> like we'll never know. Much like much like the vaccine tie, mm -hmm. we won't know what it's actually going to do to us until we're like. 50 and then we suddenly develop like uh black lung or something you know what i mean yeah so the black Who forest knows? lung <laughs> <laughs> exactly it'll be extra toasted and we won't know whether it was the booster shot or if it was the um s'more cookie from mm -hmm. somewhere i'm double vaxxed you're double meat our fates <laughs> are sealed we will exactly uh, only time will tell it's it's a terrifying thought eric mm-hmm do you think um, Barbie's able to get sick <laughs> or is she just like, I guess in the real world, she was like feeling imperfect. That's the mm -hmm. whole movie, I guess. Yeah. She's got some major self-esteem issues, real turnoff if you think about it. Uh, mm -hmm. I felt like that was really interesting because there's a macro level theme here that I think if you, if you just zoom out and think about this entire film as an advertisement for the Barbie franchise, which it kind of is. It did two things really well. It told the story of Barbie in popular culture up till today, a doll that, that just exists to create a perfect fantasy world for women that is, or girls that is actually super problematic. And it is unaware of the controversy that it calls just by existing, which kind of goes this kind of like, uh, relieves Mattel of the accountability of what their doll does. Because they said, like, we just made a doll that makes a perfect world. It's your fault. They're almost gaslighting the society, <laughs> being like, it's your fault that you made this perfect doll symbolizing perfect womanhood as a problem and finding the problems in it. So I thought that mm -hmm. was really interesting to tell that narrative. Do you have a response to that before I go into part two? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think if assuming the first part of that is correct, that Barbie is a problem. <laughs> like that's a big statement that I don't agree with. I don't um, think Barbie's a problem. I think society thinks Barbie's a problem. People got problems with Barbie and it showed mm -hmm. in the film. And if, the only thing that this proves to me, Ty, that is, is that society is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that for we sure. have way too many idiots. Like, um, I, I just like, I, I'm, I'm kind of one of those dudes who scrolls around the comments a lot, Ty, especially mm -hmm. on like, you lurk academics, you know what mm -hmm, I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's where you just like, observe normal culture mm -hmm. much like the line at subway like you're able to see like what the most average possible human is mm -hmm. and let me tell you ty there's a lot of people who with 
borderline uh, schizophrenia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude. And the internet comment threads is where they find one of their personalities. That's right. The dumber one. Anyways, what's part two of your story? <laughs> okay, so part one is the as an advertisement for the Barbie franchise. It told a really nice narrative about how Barbie got to where she is today, liberating Mattel of the accountability and also offering a like metaphor. They, they told the story of Barbie through a metaphor. Part two is about the future, Eric. They were able to offer a perspective on how Barbie should continue to be perceived in the future, which is great for Mattel. And what they did, Eric, is they said that Barbie doesn't, you don't want to be like Barbie anymore. Barbie wants to be like you. The job of Barbie is to reflect the real life ordinary girl. That's why she wanted to go in the real world, Eric. That's why she wanted to just be a normal human and have normal human sensations was because Mattel is trying to tell us that the Barbie now wants to be like the little girl, not the other way around, which is what it was ever since the inception of the doll. And I think that's really mm. exciting for V2 or the future of the Barbie franchise. I personally think it's really disappointing. <laughs> um, what is the point of a toy that just reminds you of how normal and boring your life is? Like, isn't the whole point of like, kids like playing with toys to be like wow look at this superhero like i will never be as fantastic as spider-man you know what i mean right. i won't be able to climb walls i won't be able to like uh sling spider webs and run around and uh you know end crime in new york city things like that why would i want like the joe blow like what is like the right average guy spider-man like his like spidey suit probably doesn't even like cover his belly button. <laughs> he's just got like a, a lean gut, like a neck beard, and mm -hmm. maybe he's like five six. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Can't yeah. Really run like if that's like where toys are headed. I feel bad for the young generation's time mm -hmm. because one thing, one lecture that we had when we were kids was that we were allowed to dream. We were allowed to look at toys and be like, "Wow, that's awesome! I want to aspire." to be a great man like Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And why are we robbing young girls of that? Yeah, that's a good point, Eric. I actually am now aligned with you because toys <laughs> are meant to capture the inspiration of the youth and channel that into dreams for their future. It's kind of mm -hmm. like if everyone tried to tell you the reality of what existed, marketing departments wouldn't exist, which when I say that out loud, sounds kind of nice. But like, it's like if Subway just said, <laughs> hey, our footlongs will make you a little fat and a little unhealthy, then where is the magic of adding five sauces being like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm on a diet. <laughs> oh my God, you're, you're absolutely right, Ty. Like if we didn't believe the scam that is light mayo, like, we would never be able to go to Subway. Bro, light mayo is the biggest scam of them all. It's just <laughs> mayo. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> and it's not saying, Ty, that, like, um, you have to, like, fully believe the thing that you're seeing in front of you. It's, like, you can also teach kids to have, like, some a little bit of, like, healthy skepticism and the ability to, like, think for themselves. It's, like, mm -hmm. here's, an, here's, like, a quote-unquote perfect toy whether it's like Superman or whatever, it's like this like buff lawyer. <laughs> like what is Superman actually? A librarian? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think he works for a uh, accountant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe he's an accountant and he's got like 
some like the Tom Ford frames, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. This is the ideal uh, gentleman, you know what I Dude, mean? He literally looks like the poster outside the glasses store at the mall. Oh, absolutely. I just want to tear that shirt off him as well. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like, why can't like men see that and be like, oh, this is obviously exaggerated. But nevertheless, um, I want to change aspects of my life so that I can be a great man for my friends, mm-hmm. my family, my kids, my co-host, my, my colleagues, my co-host, and maybe like not get too down on myself if I can't fly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the society generally relies on these types of projections in order to center where like a North star center, where we're going, you know, like where do, what do we all want to be? We kind of need mm-hmm. Barbie for that. Like, so we don't all want to become like, like <laughs> rat girls who eat girl dinner, you know, Barbie is supposed to get us away from that. It's like TikTok and Barbie live on polar opposites of the spectrum. And they're both, there's a tension that exists a balance between the two that pulls our, our, our youth females between them. Mm-hmm. Damn. When did we like completely lose ourselves? Eminem voice to like, what is reality? It's like all of a sudden we like demand for everything to be a perfect reflection of like real life when it's like, that's no fun. I don't even want that. Like, mm-hmm. why can't I just like sit down and enjoy this toy or like, this movie or some some music like do you think like travis scott's really like or maybe not travis but do you think drake's really calling hits on people it's like maybe maybe not i want to believe so <laughs> i want to believe yeah, it's a really good point believe that i just want to believe that drake got married to 49 women or whatever it was yeah so this is like i think a problem we can get into this like the socio-philosophical aspect of this if you want but i think it's a societal <laughs> program problem around us trying to undo and rewrite some of our like infrastructural narratives around like capitalism and gender and government and how these things are supposed to be impressing on our lives a it's really interesting though because i was i was watching this video about this guy he's like i think he was a comedian and he said everything that we tell ourselves in our reality is just a story, right? We wrote the story. We can change it. It's like, especially with like Mm -hmm. the stock market there. He's like the stock market. We just turn it off at the end of the day. And then we turn it back on in the morning. Yeah. And it's it's going to be closed on Monday because Monday is a holiday. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. And then he's like, everyone's like freaking out. The stock market is falling apart. And then he's like, then don't turn it back on. You know, (laughs) it's like if the dollar is losing value, then say it doesn't. If (laughs) if you're if stocks are losing value, then say they're not like it doesn't. We we made these stories up in these rules. We can change them as quickly as we made them and the mm. narrative around barbie's the same way the narrative around subway's the same way they're all just group think it's all just made up like mm-hmm. if your marriage is failing just say that it's not it's that easy marriage is a social construct exactly like babe <laughs> we're doing fine <laughs> it's fine like it's like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> the masculine urge to just brush it off mm. hey is this the first time a Canadian prime minister got divorced while also running our country. Like, how do we feel about that as Canadians, Ty? Are we oh, going right. to, are we going to like get this guy out of here? It's like, he can't even hold his marriage together, let alone 
a country of millions of people. Dude, I'm actually I it makes me more interested in him be Justin being <laughs> acting really? prime minister because like as a man, can you really dedicate 100% of your capacity to your job when you have to entertain the needs of a woman? I don't think so. Wow. I don't think you can be a family man and run the country at the same time. I think like that is a dream we tell people so that we can, uh, Mm. that is a Barbie in of itself. It is an, (laughs) a a fixation of our imagination. I can't Mm -hmm. even like podcast twice a week and then like (laughs) manage the rest of my life. How is this guy running a whole country? You're absolutely right. And I think that's a fantastic take. Maybe we do want the, lonely stoner who who needs to free his mind at night mm-hmm. to run the country not think about anything else simply like which country are we going to like invade you know um how do we get the price of oil down mm-hmm. um you gotta be married to we, the game. like exactly how do we support the monopoly that is the gas companies um these are the things that we need to you know assign to somebody with full capacity ready to uh run the country but straight up, though, it kind of goes to show, though, with that much capacity and these types of like macro level decisions that need to consider the voices of every single human that uh, the top is most top level of government that really should be artificial intelligence running the show. And we should like <laughs> vote on which algorithm we want to run the government, not which human with flaws and divorces and children they can only see on nights and weekends. Like, I, I don't want that. I just want to like say like, Okay, we're going to pick Alphabet for a year or two and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should just vote on the parameters that they care about the most. Mm-hmm. Just Everyone should just rank the parameters. Mm-hmm. And then that gets averaged out into the algorithm. So it's like, say you care most about like the, our military, and then you don't care about like women's rights or mm-hmm. something. and then that gets like put into the algorithm and then our algorithm algorithm is like okay great we're fucking we're gonna buy iceland or something <laughs> like 100 shit like that <laughs> Dude, why are we voting on a party with like a variety of things we should be voting on the issues themselves that's wow, so yeah. smart dude and i would wow. love to change my ranking as soon as i at any moment if i learn new information if like oh 100 percent if like Dude, uh, yeah, having to wait like several years to like have an opinion is mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Like it's like yesterday I didn't know fucking COVID was gonna happen today. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. It's like once the NBA shut down, I my entire uh, thoughts on health public health records have changed. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. The other day, an Uber driver cut me off in traffic, and I was like, "Ah, shit! We need to get rid of this fucking company." You know, like get it out of the city. You know, <laughs> I'd love to vote on that anymore. during that rage in that in that moment. Mm-hmm, exactly. Wow, that's actually kind of scary because you can have a bad day, and then, I mean, maybe it's better than like shooting up a school, <laughs> but you can have a bad day and just like change your fucking all of your uh, votes. You know. Well, dude, if I have a bad day at work, <laughs> I might be forgiven. But if I have a really bad day at work, I'm getting axed. That's true. Like this podcast could be canceled in a minute if you say the wrong thing. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> exactly. If you piss me off one more time, Ty, I'm ending the episode. <laughs> yeah. Wow, oh, dude. Shout out to Trudeau. Actually, yeah. no shout out. <laughs> I, think it, I, I think we need um, power. We, we need to give him some male power right now you know you know like yeah 
But your, bo- think- your boy's got your back here, man. I know you're going through a hard time. Yeah. Do you think, though, he will actually have his full capacity dedicated to this country? Or will he be, like, chasing girls around now? Like, he's newly single. <laughs> he's What's, what's like, uh, what's like a poppin' club in Ottawa? You know what I mean? Like, he's, is he going to be, like, at the bottle service table, just, like, having shorties bring him, like, I don't know, maple oh, syrup, shit. Jack Daniels or something? Dude. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, when you're like like a C, grade C male, you just like sit at home every night and like crush Pacific Pilsners and watch TV, like you watch <laughs> Mad Men or something. If you're a grade if you're a grade B male, then you're probably hitting the club and trying to drown your sorrows in strippers. But if you're a grade A male, which is like prime minister quality male, then you probably start oh. a war. That's how you like oh, resolve shit. this shit, you know? Whoa. So like, he's got like so he's got some demons he's gotta work out in therapy, but he doesn't have a therapist. So instead he's going to like do a drone strike like somewhere. <laughs> guys will literally do anything than talk about their feelings. <laughs> Dude, guys would literally do a drone strike for attention. That's crazy. That's crazy. He's like, I want Sophie. He like draws the word Sophie in like fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> the Ukraine Russian border. Yeah, it's like, God, I miss her. <laughs> <laughs> I see her everywhere I look. Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn. Well, wow. this is crazy. And this is like really comes back full circle, Eric, to like the this breakup and the Barbie movie. It it's all about men, you know, and this is what was <laughs> the most interesting part to me about the Barbie film was that despite it being called the Barbie movie, despite it being about Barbie, the movie was actually about Ken. Ken hijacked the film and made it about himself, which is the most patriotic or patriarchal <laughs> <Patriotic>. thing <laughs> and patriotic uh, um, patriarchal thing that could have happened in the film. It by it Ken making it a movie about Ken and us only talking about Ken. I don't think we even mentioned one thing Barbie did this episode. We who's Barbie, dude? We, yeah, exactly. We actually ended up perpetuating the patriarchy this entire episode because of that film. You can't mm-hmm. escape it. And I think it's so funny that they addressed that during the film, but then couldn't do anything about it. No matter what they tried to do, Ken, it was still the Ken movie. Isn't this insane? Wow. When you put it that way, Ty, this movie is actually super meta. And um, you're right. Like They weren't able to do anything. They basically just did a little protest and then went back to their back to the kitchen i guess it's back somewhere yeah back to their dream house because the future they try to create is just in the dreams Uh uh-uh ty it's the mojo dojo subway house mojo dojo subway franchise (laughs) damn wow well on that note eric this has been a fantastic episode i really enjoyed building with you if you have any follow-up thoughts on the barbie movie Let's pick them up next episode. Breadheads, if you have any takes on our takes, hit us in the comments on Instagram We or shoot us a DM. We'll happily address them next episode. Sounds great, Ty. Thanks for potting with me today. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Breadheads. Think fresh, everybody. Ciao. Ciao.